0: You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you
1: take that total voice with me, young lady. Love you,
0: Dad. I love you
1: too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends, since our systems could handle multiple dinners at Taco Bell in a week. Now Dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson.
0: And I'm JB Wagner. And on today's episode, we wish happy haunts would have materialized as we review 2003's Haunted Mansion. But before that, Eddie, how are you and the family doing?
1: Well, thanks to you, dreaming of cabins in the Swedish wilderness. Just to bring you all in, um, JB sends this video and it's like, an hour and a half. Vi- it's like an hour and a half, hour forty five minute yep. YouTube video, and the title is like, "I built a cabin alone." Cabin.
0: I built a cabin alone in for three years. For three years, it's this eighteen year old kid who built a not just like bought a stuff from Lowe's. No, he chopped harvested every
1: timber. Used old old stone, gear, old equipment. Everything.
0: He's he's everything. hammering hammering his own door key. nails everything no, nails yes. hardware everything but he had to hire a blow he had to, he had to borrow a blowtorch but besides but that everything before goes. we get to all that before we get all to, to all of that
1: um jb sends this to me uh on a saturday morning and my first response to him is this looks like an
0: extrovert's nightmare <laughs> so good
1: And then um, you reply something to the effect of like, no, give give it a watch, turn it on in the background uh, as you're you're doing something else. I I can't remember exactly how you had said that, but to to that effect.
0: It's long. So it's not like you have to just sit there, although I did sit there in bed watching this thing. But anyways, this is your story.
1: Yes, so there you go. You say, I pulled up the text, because I want to make sure I quote you to you accurately. You said, just put it on while you're doing other things. It's incredible, right? So, I okay, JB, I'm trust him wholeheartedly. (laughs) I'm just gonna put it on while I'm doing other things. Other things like I had, um, I was very thankful. There's like no speaking in it. It's very peaceful, music Mm -hmm. and everything. So I'm like, oh, this will be great. I had like a ton of translation work to do. So great. Put it up on my iPad. I'm on my laptop just translating, going for it. And I get maybe 10, 15 minutes into this video. And let's just say no more translating happened. Or You're emotionally work. invested. I'm emotionally invested. I am captivated by this like Sarah even like steps out to like ask me her question and I'm like a little peeved that she's like interrupting my little zen moment here like it was it was incredible and I'm like could I do this what's like the Indiana wilderness of this how could I <laughs> you know like I knew. my brain starts to you know me well like deep nature things um self-sustaining craftsmanship like
0: using the oh. old tools Yes, all the old tools
1: Ugh. i loved it i loved it and then it's like and, and here's the moment i i towards the end i'm like yeah yeah but no way i could ever do this like i i'm way too much of an extrovert to be that be alone that long and just then he plans a party and has a whole bunch of friends over and i'm like there it is. I'll, I'll, build, I'll build like a, a party barn or a, a party cabin out in the woods and invite all of my favorite people to come.
0: What was the genius thing that he did that you were like, maybe we haven't pr- progressed as a society because those old school people are really smart. Do you know what I mean by that? The like, that's ingenious the way that one person could do that with limited resources and abilities.
1: Um I mean it, it, I am a much of a nerd that like a lo- I've watched you know videos here and there on like some of those things where I'm like I I knew they existed but still watching somebody hand crack a giant boulder mm. with 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 just um simple tools to to maximize the laws of physics it's it's brilliant you know, where it's like, I think nowadays we'd when oh, I gotta get a jackhammer in there or something like that. And it's just like, no, just like peacefully chisel this little hole, peaceful chisel mm-hmm. this other hole. Let's just slowly wedge these little things in there and
0: just like crack.
1: <laughs> you know, like to me, those types of things that that's it, it his his craftsmanship of certain things like um the sled. The, the, the bending of the, the steaming of wood there is something yeah. I've watched multiple videos of people steaming wood into shapes that's still quite
0: uh, uh, miraculous to me what about you you're the one who sent it to me I mean it was incredible watching him I was gonna say how he got the the lo- like, basically I was watching him play Lincoln Logs with sure. huge massive logs but oh when, yeah
1: get each log up yeah getting each it. log
0: up onto the top level with his like, I was like, oh, what is he doing? Why is he putting these logs here? Why is he adding a notch? Oh, he's using that because he can get one up, then climb up, and then get the other one up. And he's doing all this by himself with logs that no person can pick up by themselves, doing it all alone. But man, when he was creating his own, anybody who knows wood better than I do, and flooring, how he was able to create, create grooves in the flooring so they would snap together. Handmade
1: um tuck and groove yes. flooring insane Whoa.
0: insane
1: yes i don't agree and, and we've got to mention the the craftsmanship on the door all of those things brilliant brilliant but this is not a review uh uh, podcast of crazy. I'm so glad you use this you for your family. This. I'm glad you use this
0: for your family to talk about how your family's doing when you only talked about you and a little bit of Sarah for a second. Well, there, I was waiting for a the kid thing. to jump in or something.
1: There, there, there it is. I have no idea how my kids were doing during this time because <laughs> I was a lazy father captivated by this silly YouTube video that my friend sent me.
0: So that's, that's, that's the moral of the story. Be careful what you watch on YouTube. You might. Be a better or, parent.
1: or more so, careful what links you click when yep. your best friend sends you video clicks. Beware—they know you too well. They know you too well. They know you way too well. But enough about me and all of our adventures in the Swedish wilderness. Vicariously, um, we've got a few things. Well, the main thing we wanted to get to was the Ant Man and the Wasp comes out here soon.
0: This, this weekend, coming weekend,
1: this weekend. Um, and so we we kind of want to play a little like teaser, like how are we anticipating? And then just to get us in the Marvel mood here a little bit as, you know, I, I think we would all say that phase four was a little rough. Phase four kind of waned our trust and Is it hope still going? And, and are we out whatever. of it yet, Eddie? So Ant-Man and the Wasp is the official beginning of phase five. We are done with phase four. Ant-Man and the Wasp kicks off. So uh, in in honor of that, we're going to look back on the good old days. And JB and I both are going to pick our top three favorite Marvel movies. And because that's so hard, we will quickly throw out a few favorable, uh, honorable mentions uh, out there. But... First of all, JB, are you excited for Ant Man of the Wasp? Will you be going to go see this immediately?
0: Well, for sure, I will be going to see it immediately. Like, that's, no, that's uh, no question about that. This is what I do with all Marvel movies. I see it opening weekend at a good matinee time to get a discount on it. Uh, well,
1: can I interject here? Let's yes. also, let's just make this full circle here. The solitude of a Swedish wilderness doesn't come close to going and seeing a movie by yourself
0: no it's not quite the same thing i was gonna put that out there so me yes i will go see it this weekend i'm gonna see it opening weekend i'm sure either depending on availability of our times to go see it and get a good review done we will either cover that next week or the week after got to see uh when that when the timing works out for us to cover the film Mostly I'm looking at you, Eddie, of when you can go see <laughs> when you can go see it uh, at your leisure. Um but this is def- this is kicking into a new gear. We got a taste of the new mega villain, the new um uh that we uh the the new guy that's gonna be with the, us for the new for Thanos. The, new, the Thanos, new Thanos, yes. Um but uh with Kang, which we saw a taste of him in the Loki series. Uh, he's coming, he's coming in hot. Um, uh, this is his first real, uh, big screen time and he's going to be with us. So to that degree, it's kind of like, you got to like it. You got to kind of be excited about it. You got to be expecting something, something big because he is the guy. Um, so to that degree, I am, I'm still just like, I'm jet lagged on all the time travel stuff, all of the time travel, this, that, and this is going to be, I'm guessing it's going to be it on steroids for the entire film. Multiverse, um, multiverse on multiverse
1: on yeah. multiverse.
0: We'll see because Ant-Man is a beloved character. Um, his, he does a great job, um, in these films. um, So to that, I kind of like being, being back with Eric, Eric Lang. Is that, is that his character's name? Right. (laughs) Sorry. It's long. It's been a long day, Eddie. It's been a long, it's been a long day. Just had a birthday party before this. I'm really, I'm really excited for that. Post Christmas. I don't, I don't even know. Anyways, you, do you have any thoughts of wisdom? I feel like I'm, 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 we're losing, we're losing listeners as I keep using my, my mouth right now. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I I would echo those sentiments. Uh, I, I Phase
1: four kind of wore me out a little bit. Um, maybe too much Marvel. Um, but I, I like the Ant-Man character. That first Ant-Man movie for me was really good. I really enjoyed that. And the second one was decent as well. But the first one just kind of took me off guard and, and I enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I loved um, his name is escaping me, but the actor who plays Kang his performance at the end of Loki was delicious. It was fun. Like I'm just like, yes. That's Jonathan Majors. The, Jonathan Majors, there we go. Like that okay, that's the type of villain I want to see next. We have the big muscle bad guy. Now we need the mental mastermind kind of uh, a villain and he, I don't know. This he might be that, but Paul um, Rudd.
0: Why could I remember Paul Rudd's name? I don't understand. Scotland. Oh, Eric- Scott Lang is (laughs) Scott Lang not Eric Lang it's Eric he that's in uh, Thor I'm thinking of JB
1: is really excited to go see Worm Man Uh, he's (laughs) got the poster for Worm Man up on his wall
0: oh Eddie
1: this is this
0: is our this is off the rails
1: all right then let's just keep uh, rolling off the rails top three Marvel movies you
0: put this out there this is hard you put this out there, but I'm pretty sure you're the one that said to do this. What? I'm going to blame
1: you for everything in this episode since you. <laughs> I'm you, the fall guy. I'm the fall guy for this entire episode.
0: Oh, goodness. you okay, wasted well then.
1: an hour and forty five minutes of good work time for me.
0: Okay, <laughs> that that's how much time you spent on your list.
1: No, on the the Swedish wilderness guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's all people gonna remember from this. What did they talk about on the Disney podcast? A Swedish wilderness guy building a log cabin. Y'all need to go (laughs) see this because it's so good. Anyways, so top three. I'm going to start at number three. I'm going to start with the movie that surprised me more than any of the other ones. Uh, From the moment the first trailer hit, we knew this is going to be different. It totally changed the trajectory for one of the major actors in in all of this. And his career is completely different because, because of it. Um, we got introduced to brand new characters we had never experienced before and you know where I'm going with this I'm going with the original Guardians of the Galaxy because I feel like it even kind of changed Marvel movies like we got Thor Ragnarok because, because, of because this film and what James Gunn did with it um, Chris Pratt has a completely different career now because of this film and what he did to embody this character Drax was amazing His so dry like dry wit's not even a great way to put it like
1: i would say though dave Baut- bautista he this puts him on the map too puts like, him this on the makes map him a multi-dimensional actor because
0: he yeah. was just like a wwe wrestler wc Who'd kind of become an
1: actor yeah
0: yeah he had no no big hits and then he did this and he just became beloved he went from like oh he's the brooding guy to like you genuinely love this guy and you love and this character. And now he's done
1: fantastic roles across yep. the board. He's done such, yeah, great work. So many. I would, ag- I would agree. I would also say um, that was one of my favorite theater experiences. Yes. I, I, I knew very little going into this. I went and saw it with my uncle and my cousins. They were in town. We all went and saw it together and I just had a blast. One, I love them and it was so much fun to go to see the movies with them. But then, like, the audience was in on it. Like, and I think it just took everybody off guard because mm-hmm. this isn't what the Marvel we were used to up to this point. And it was
0: just a fun ride. It was great. So that's why it's number three on my list. It's one of the best group of non Avengers. Like, even, I guess they are technically Avengers, but. They are one of the best groups in this in all of Marvel in all the cinematic universe to me that that original group. I'll give you that,
1: yeah. um, my number three, um, I gotta go with the o g here with Iron Man,
0: Ooh. from the
1: beginning i I love this movie. I think it is so rewatchable. Um, it's John Favreau, which we we love, and I, I, it it blew all the stereotypes of what superhero movies should be out of the window, and just kind of reset the stage for what would become you know all of Marvel. So I really, um, yeah, and you've got Robert Downey Jr.'s performance is is fantastic, and Jeff Bridges is such a great villain in this, um. I think it's just a fun, fun ride. So my number three is Iron Man.
0: Can't fault you on that because it definitely talking about all of so much of Marvel changed careers for people. And Robert Downey Jr. was a big winner for his original portrayal of Iron Man. And then what he went on to do. um, It reinvented. It reinvented his career for sure. And And it really set the tone for Marvel in general, like the types of stuff that they would go on to do. Um, and kind of legitimize them in, the, in in the eyes of 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 the industry and of, and of culture and because there's a lot of comic book or comic style things or adaptations in general that didn't hit that well, <clears throat> mostly d c stuff. Um, so the fact that they swung and they hit right out the gate was big.
1: And and I'll I'll tell you you know one of the the fondest memories that I have of this we all went um oh, I'm this was way back I was in college we all went and saw it together guys from my floor and I remember like the credits start rolling and I get up and my friend was like no 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 I read on the internet that there's a hidden scene at the end of the credits and I'm like what. Like <laughs> n- n- now
0: it's Easter egg.
1: commonplace, but that was not done before then. Right. And so I'm like standing scene. there with so much anticipation. Then you get, I, I, I didn't know all the comic book characters or whatever. And so the Nick Fury scene happens there. And then my friend's like, Oh my goodness. They're, de- de- de, and he starts like, he knows his comic books rattling all off. And that just sparked in me something of like, Oh, they're building something really massive here. And I'm, yep. I'm hooked. I'm intrigued.
0: My number two, uh, this is where it was definitely getting hard to figure out um, which one I wanted to do here. I wanted to do a Captain America film here. And there's a lot of good ones. But this one, the one I went with was Captain America Civil War. Because first off, the Cap versus Iron Man back and forth is amazing. It's so great. Pitting these two guys together. You've got a great bad guy in the sense of like he is not super powerful, but he's so conniving and made this thing happen all on his own without having any superpowers whatsoever with Zemo. Um, just love to hate this guy. He's like, you can just look at his face and go like, I hate this guy. Introduces several Key characters to the to the cinematic universe, uh, one being Spider Man. This is Spider Man's first intro, and I remember seeing the trailer for it first time he's on there because this is right after Sony had epically failed with the out with the Andrew Garfield films, and they're like, "Please help us, we need to do." Epically knew, failed from the box office. Okay. They they were they were they were Whew. it was not it was not a good experience. Those two films for them, box office culture wise, they were not hitting. The way they want, whether or not you liked it, and i thought he did a good job in that second film when she sorry we can't go down that rabbit trail the sound effect for her at the I, end was, in, was my, impeccable that's your favorite
1: I, it's my I, I i love andrew garfield he's my favorite uh spider-man i love those two films those are my two favorite spider-man movies that being said
0: coming out of that sony yes, said please help us please yeah. help us make better films we will still control the distribution and final say on stuff, but can you guys please be more involved in this? Oh, and by the way, we'll let you use Tom Holland's Spider-Man going forward. Uh, so we get him in here. Uh, we get um, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Chala. This is his enter, enter a big, massive entrance into Good the universe. Good point.
1: Good point. You had the um, those two entrances. I'd forgotten both of them yep. were in there.
0: Daniel can I make? Yep, yeah, go for it.
1: Can I make a confession, though? This is my least favorite Captain America.
0: Film. <gasps> no, and
1: I'll I'll what? tell you why. No. I'll tell you why. This is not a Captain America movie. This is <laughs> it's an
0: Avengers film. <laughs> it's an Avengers
1: film. Like, sorry. um, but if it's like, hey, if we're talking Captain America movies, yeah, this is uh, this is my least favorite. It's just it's an Avengers film. They didn't know what to do with this. Okay,
0: that's fine. That's fine. I'm but I'm not, I'm not done. We, we had already been introduced to Scott Lang, who we just talked about recently, not Eric Lang, but this is his first time being with the rest of the gang. And he's like, he's like that. The one guy's friend from college who comes to hang out with the rest of the crew, but everybody ends up loving him by the end of the night. Like great entrance for him. Um, yeah, I just, I just loved it. I, Oh, Martin Freeman. I can't remember if this is his first film. No, he's, he's in, uh, well, he's in Black Panther, but you're right, yeah. So he enters this universe as well. There's just there's so many and there's so many great lines in here. America's butt, like we get we get America's butt in here. Um, but you're right, it's basically an Avengers movie. Oh, and I can do this all day when he's when he's battling him near the end. Like I, the, but the big thing when it comes down to it is the way that they earned that hatred for Iron Man's hatred for Cap. When you finally get the reveal of his parents, he was responsible for his parents' death, or Bucky was responsible Bucky was. for his parents' death, and Captain America literally having to choose between his new friends or f- basically family, and choosing to love his to his family and his friend, um, and knowing that there's some good in, in him. It's one of the most Captain America e things that he did in the enti- in his entire saga. So far in uh, in the cinematic universe and just the, the scopes of it, all of that. That is why Captain America Civil War is one of my favorite Marvel films. Number two for me
1: is Avengers Endgame. I felt like I number needed two. To, number two. I think you'll be surprised by num- by my number one. Um, it's Eternals, I know. i've never seen eternals it's the one you you still have it it's on there
0: eddie you can just turn it on i see i'm doing
1: see my best friend wrangled me into doing this podcast and (laughs) you wrangled me into watching the swedish
0: guy he wrangled
1: extra any extra time that i had no i'm teasing um i one um i i in game pays off so well um, and I think that is why I enjoy this movie so much is that there is just so many well-earned, like they earned these moments. There's none that are just like, eh, here you go. No, they they earned all of these little moments. And it's funny. It's dynamic. Like you see so many character arcs. You know, you get uh, the bitter Iron Man. You get the gluttonous fat Thor, like they, you know, <laughs> they that, just Thor. they just took all of the characters and were just like, okay, let's let's dial them all in these different directions. And I still I don't think I have had a better um, movie going experience like in the theater than in game. And I don't know if anything will ever top it. I can't. I I don't know, but like. Even, like, I enjoyed going and seeing Force Awakens in the theater. That was a fun movie-going experience, tugged on all the nostalgia. But Endgame, like, there are moments, I mean, and, and what's funny is I think Captain America gets the top ones, right? Because you get, um well, and uh, Falcon, right? When Falcon flies in on your left, like, oh, like, everybody uproars with that. But nothing is bigger than Captain America grabbing the hammer. Like our theater jumped literally like there was a standing ovation mid movie and it wasn't it was just involuntary, you know, like people just leaped out of their seats at that moment. It was such a fun experience. Good story. I enjoyed it. That was that's the type of like time travel, jumping around stuff that, Okay, I'll I'll I'll, put up with that i'll deal with that but anything else it's a little too much but that movie just ah, oh, it it pays off so well and i enjoy it enjoyed it and uh i kind of hold it like i don't go back to it unless i okay now let's sit down and let's let you know let's really enjoy this
0: i'm glad you brought it up because that is actually my number one film i'm very interested to see what you say after this so let me just digress into why i loved it of course Our theme for this episode, and if you listened to our last week's episode on Brother Bear, you knew that our big problem with that one was like the lack of a bad guy, a lack of a bad, something drawing the tension in. And of course, there's no one bigger than Thanos, which we experienced in the film right before this. And what's interesting is I think when you hit the nail on the head in the sense of this is a movie of endings for multiple, not only just this storyline and these people, and their grief after after the snap happens in the previous film in in um, um, Infinity Wars, but we lose Black Widow, we lose Iron Man, he and we lose Steve Rogers, so many so many endings to these iconic, and even just in the, the Thanos is now like so many movies now like they get the they get the Darth Vader in in uh, a New Hope treatment of spun out into the space but they might still be coming back for a future episode. Like, how many times have we killed Loki? Loki? Thanos, he's done. <clears throat> kind, of, kind of twice in one film. Um, but that's why it's so good. And, and one of the reasons why I really loved it is because in the moment, I hated the ending of Infinity War. Hated it. Walked yeah. out so furious. Like, seriously? This is how we're going to end it? No. No. Seriously? Yeah. We're going to kill... Half the world, or whatever. What are you going to do with that? And they did it and they did it masterfully. And they totally, in the words of uh, Dumb and Dumber, totally redeemed themselves. That's how I <laughs> felt seeing this. And they even opened up with like a moment of grief for all of, like a right amount of grief for all that they had been through before together <coughs> um with the support group and everything. I felt like I was going to a support group for myself, for everybody who had yeah. watched the previous film. Um, yeah, I, I I just I don't know that we've had a better and I think that's why it's spoken to how frustrating the new phase has been, because we had a great ending, and of course we didn't want there to be no Marvel movies after that. But at the same time, we had landed the plane and this new plane we're in is kind of feels like a like rickety old, like trying to get it off the ground and or it's like it's like new technology and nobody knows how to run it yet and trying to get around to the characters and try and make you love and it's just like it's not it's not it's not what we had um so that's why i say avengers endgame is my favorite film of marvel and i know it's the homer pick i know it's the basic milquetoast pick for everybody else it's not sexy i'm sure yours will be a lot more but it's i couldn't i couldn't put another movie above it so eddie what did you put above avengers endgame sacrilegiously Okay. So
1: if you were to say, all right, Eddie, let's watch a Marvel movie right here, right now, at any moment, at any time, any day, like Eddie, throw on a Marvel movie. Nine times out of 10, I am going to say Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I think this is a perfect movie. One, we talked, we've brought this up multiple times as we review current ones and whatnot. One of the things that I love so much about Marvel is how they um, slip other genres over the superhero genre. And for me, this was like the perfect one of like espionage, government secrets, um, who done it? A little bit of like spy thriller type of feel to it. I love the action pieces in this. I think the action pieces are, are fun, but they also propel the story forward. Some great, great acting. Um, yeah, I, for me, this is probably my most watched Marvel movie as well. And like I said, if you're going to ask me like, hey, let's throw in a Marvel movie. Eddie, which one do you want to watch? I'm going to be like, hey, let's, let's, let's throw in Captain America Winter Soldier. I think it is so well done and just I could rewatch it and rewatch it endlessly.
0: I had a, I almost put this one up there. I just felt like I had to pick a Captain America movie and I went the other direction. Is this where it also like whispers in Hell Hydra? Is this, is this that film? Yeah, where they
1: like Hydra has infiltrated all the different like government levels and stuff like that.
0: This is, this is one of the films, first films that uh, me and my now wife went to together and you didn't pick it mm. i also might have gone and seen it by myself first and <laughs> not told her and then went to your swedish wilderness yes i watched it beforehand <laughs> and then we actually got in and watched it and then she noticed that i didn't gasp at something and she's like wait a minute you saw this before we saw it together <laughs> i think this is one of those films that's really funny Now the introduction honorable Bucky, mentions yeah, well, oh yeah, so the honorable mentions that I've got here, um, so this one was really hard to leave off of there, but I feel like I couldn't pick multiple um, Avengers films, although I kind of did by by doing Captain America Civil War, uh kind of snuck it in there, uh, but Age of Ultron, one of the best, and one of the best bad guys, I love um, James, Spader. James Spader, up there with some of the best voice actors, even when he's on screen, I'm listening just for his voice. Um Well, that was performance capture. He
1: was on set for all of that. That's a performance capture. But like we don't um, see him. So obviously his
0: voice is what's really carrying it. One of the best bad guys in here. You just can't get better than Thanos, but whatever. Uh, Iron Man 3, love Trevor. (laughs) One of the best fake bad guys that we've ever seen on screen. Nobody saw that that thing coming. And it was funny because the Mandarin is still better than who the eventual bad guy was the whole time didn't really care for him uh black panther it was just a deep so black panther it was just a a breath of fresh air to not have the entire world coming down at any moment because based on that film it was just one dude one dude versus another dude yes stripping their powers away physically coming after each other there was real stakes involved even though that they had lowered the world stakes or whatever. And then I just wanna call I agree. And then We're I just want to thinking. call out an honorable mention for a film that fell off like a cliff hard second and third rewatch that made me sad was Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I enjoyed it in theaters and the more times I watch it it gets worse. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I don't know what's happening. Maybe I've just watched too many memes of um too many memes of her of the actress on online that Brie uh, Arson. Yeah, Brie Larson, uh, her in, in doing, doing media hits that go bad. Someone did super cuts, but sorry, that movie fell off a cliff and it makes me not as excited about the next one. So t- that is my honorable mentions.
1: <laughs> I, I will give two honorable mentions. The first one um, is more or less for a scene. I want to say that this is the best scene of acting maybe in all of Marvel um and that is Spider-Man Homecoming and the scene that I'm referring to is the vulture uh Michael Keaton driving Spider-Man Tom Holland to the dance
0: ooh
1: that scene I, I I've I've watched it a couple of times now and it's still like I so see good it, like so much tension so good. And you're just like, ah, oh, like it builds so much um, brilliantly acted by both of these men Um I, I just had to put that out there. That's probably one of my favorite scenes uh, uh, of acting in all the Marvel movies. And I got to say, I enjoy Spider-Man: Homecoming in general as much as I was raving on on Andrew Garfield earlier. Um, I I love the Tom Holland ones as well. Also, I got to give an honorable mention. I love the first Thor movie so I that, so much,
0: Eddie. I thought that's where you were going. So, so much. I thought you were going to say the first Thor movie was the best movie of all the Marvel films, and I was going to leave not because <laughs> I didn't enjoy that, but I was like, "There's no way it's the best one." So I'm glad no. it's an honorable mention, though. It is but not I, but, the best one. But why? But why for you? I mean, well, let's, let's start first with
1: and form, first and foremost. It's Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. I love Kenneth Branagh. I think I've mentioned on here before. I didn't know he was the director of this movie when I went to go see it. And it makes sense. And and it makes sense. When that end credit title comes on and it's directed by Kenneth Branagh, I leaped to my feet in the middle of the theater and yelled, Kenneth Branagh? Of course you did. And everybody turned and looked at me uh, like, what is this freak yelling about? Love that movie. I think it knows its tone so well, plays the shtick so well. I'll have another.
0: And that's my favorite I'll moment from same. that.
1: Love Natalie Portman. And I think she's, she's a great character in this. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I had to give an honorable mention to Thor there. So those are, I I, I, limit, I was going to give Guardians of the Galaxy, but you gave it earlier. So I was thankful for that.
0: And also her sidekick in that is great. Darcy.
1: Uh, Yeah. And I'm so thankful they brought Darcy back in Mm
0: WandaVision
1: in particular. Um, Great, great character that uh, deserved more screen time.
0: It's great. It was great. But that's not why you're here. That's not why you're here to hear our Marvel takes for the majority of this episode. No. And I'm so glad we limited to three instead of five because we took up all the time with that and with the Swedish Alps. So today you are here um, as we continue talking about all the movies that when we grew up from 1988 to 2005 getting real close to the end here but today we are here to talk about another ride turned into a movie and that is the haunted mansion cue the disney sound effect imdb description for the haunted mansion is this a realtor and his wife and children are summoned to a mansion which they soon discover is haunted and while they attempt to escape he learns an important lesson about the family he has neglected
1: (laughs) it kind of turns into like a
0: Kids are just you know, like a focus on the family, like <laughs> they, Adventures and Odyssey, like end of, for all those people who ever listen to Adventures in Odyssey, He like learns the very an of, important life lesson. lesson. Yeah. This is now VeggieTales. The important lesson about sharing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Eddie, I just want to say, uh, so we had, wa- we had rewatched this maybe a year and a half ago, probably sometime early after we got Disney Plus. Um, And all I knew about it was that uh, my wife said she hated this film because if you are an active listener of the show, you know that my wife' her favorite ride is the Haunted Mansion, and she hates it when they do anything different to it. AKA, all of Christmas time when they do all of the Jack Skellington uh, all over it. Um, so she ran to the theater back in the day when this came out. I asked her about this, and mind you, this is right after to the Caribbean came out, which was a mega hit, mega huge budget, Jerry Bruckheimer, all the things of why this thing was massive and so she thought she was going to get that for the haunted mansion and was utterly dismayed to find out that this was just a weird Eddie Murphy comedy that did not do any of that. She has since since we've since we watched it again at the time uh, she was like, "Oh, it actually wasn't as bad as I remember." But I think now, having us watched it now for her a third time the other night, and for me only the second time, we were both like, "Yeah, this film not great, not great." What was your what was your what was your take on it?
1: Um,
0: I can barely stand
1: this movie and like barely (laughs) hang in for it and what's interesting is it's like i can't really put my finger on why and and i the uh, i yes i i think there's two competing things um the the story is it's not
0: compelling
1: like it's not it's it's not familiar like from a haunted mansion standpoint it doesn't feel familiar enough.
0: There are references to things but it's not like they wove them in naturally. It's kind of like Right. Oh, there's the talking heads. There's Oh, oh welcome it's, foolish it, mortals.
1: Not natural. It's duct it's duct taped
0: on. It's great way to phrase
1: that. It is duct taped on. Cuz that's the other that that's the the other side of the coin that I wanted to mention was like it it's an uh, not, it's not a familiar story at all from a, a Haunted Mansion standpoint, but from just like a mystery, light horror film, it's very familiar. It's just like, oh, yeah, like they were supposed to get married and, you know, oh, he thought she killed herself. Oh, wait, no, it was the butler who did it. Like there was just so many things in that that just it felt it felt cheesy. It felt like a a wimpy attempt to knock off an Agatha Christie novel, which is, yeah. um, and, And, you know, they, they tried, I think they put some good actors here and there to kind of lift it up in a few moments. But I mean, overall, like I just, I wasn't interested whatsoever. And then you throw on top of that, like an unrelenting Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy character.
0: Eddie Murphy playing Eddie Murphy and what you yeah. would think Eddie Murphy would character would be.
1: Exactly. And you're just like that impersonation this, of himself. There needed to be a moment where that changed or or there was just it it wasn't funny for me. It just didn't land. Um that being said, there I thought there was a couple of really great sequences. When they go down in the crypts and all the like zombies oh, yeah. are coming out. That is a fantastic sequence. And that's what I'm like. Hey, that's that's reminiscent of some Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, you know, like that that sequence on the deck there. Um, but overall, like there's nothing memorable, memorable about this. And I think you nailed it on the head. I wouldn't know that this was based on the Haunted Mansion um, on, unless it was the title like you just duct taped these little things here and there on it, and it just didn't make sense to me.
0: It wasn't a cohesive piece together. It was really like, okay, let's throw Eddie Murphy into this home and have him do some stuff. Yeah, We're going to have a storyline that isn't really doesn't really make a lot of sense of what, uh, like, not not a lot of sense, but just, like, didn't seem like, I know a lot of stuff is fantasy, and we're talking about crazy things here of hauntings and things, but, like, I still want it to be base in some reality. And I never got that sense from this film and it wasn't compelling. Um, yeah, I, I don't know the, the whole Gracie, it, it, the whole Edward Gracie storyline. I didn't care. Um, definitely didn't, didn't definitely didn't care for the hell dragon that comes in. Like rips Ramsley too. I kind of was interested in Ramsley. He was kind of an interesting dude, like kind of funny, Playing the straight character, but ball looking like creepy for the first half. And then when he's really the villain, you're like, eh, that's I liked him better when he was funny, when he was like, didn't realize he was being funny. Um Yeah, I I don't know, I don't know what to say. Like it just wasn't an inspiring performance by anybody.
1: Wait, what what is she
0: doing like hanging around with Gracie the entire like his Eddie Murphy's wife in this in this movie? what is she doing the whole time with him as he takes him down memory lane and stuff? Like it's so awkward and weird. And anybody would have run away at any point in those conversations. Like makes what no are we doing? sense.
1: It makes no sense. And I mean, even in that where it's like the ending where she like goes ahead and like is going through with the marriage because, well, you've got my kids in a trunk. Like, that didn't seem earned. It just didn't feel like there was enough to um tension to go that far. Yeah, and that was just creepy. It was just weird all the way throughout. Um I
0: didn't like Madame Leota either. It wasn't something wasn't right. She was too it was a gimmick. Yes.
1: And cause in the ride, she is mysterious and yeah. almost ethereal, and it's just Ooh, you know, and then here it was kind of like um, it was too self-aware. Yes. And every Madame Leota sequence, I'm just like, eh, no, like, I just want to fast forward this. I just want to get out of this sequence as much as possible, which I think if you if you're making a, a Madame Leota, I'm uh, sorry, a Haunted Mansion movie, arguably Madame Leota is like the most recognizable character from the ride. This right? or
0: the, this or the heads, the headstones yeah. are, are big too.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I'm agreeing with
0: you. I'm agreeing with you.
1: Th- there's a lot of really great, characters. but I mean, in essence, though, I'm looking at like, okay, then if she's the most recognizable from the ride, you've got to get that character, right? Like you've just got to get it right. And I've got to say like, that's probably the aspect that I'm holding my breath, getting a little excited about the new one that's coming out this year. That they got Jamie Lee Curtis to come play Madame Leota. Okay, there we go, folks. Let's that that's some casting right there. This this has got to be fantastic. Let's
0: just go over some of that casting because we it's funny. We're gonna have we're gonna have so much Haunted Mansion content. We have this, we have the Muppets Haunted Mansion that came out. I kind of want to rewatch it. Maybe I would like it more on a second rewatch because first time I watched Haunted We I-
1: reviewed it. We reviewed it on this and you like poo-pooed all <sighs> over it.
0: I know. That's why I'm saying I want to go back and rewatch it because I might like it more like, if I tried it again. Um, but this new one that, that's coming out this year, later this year, they've got um, Jamie the Curtis as Madame Leota, Jared Leto as the Hatbox Ghost, Perfect casting for him. Yes, so good. Um, there's a lot of big name actors inside of this film. Um, I was trying to go through there, like, 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 uh, um, the Danny DeVito, Owen Wilson, like a Sandfield, Rosario Dawson, Dan Levy, um, Tiffany Haddish. This is the one. I'm like, what is he doing in this film? Where Where are they going to put him? And Hassan Minaj? I'm so interested to see what they do with Hassan Minaj. But they've got a lot. Of characters inside of here, I'm so interested to see um, what all they what all they do with all these people, and how serious are they going to take the storyline? Versus, oh, evidently Guillermo del Toro has a writing credit for this film, so he did the initial story and was supposed
1: to produce it. But in typical Guillermo del Toro fashion, people, I feel like Guillermo del Toro is the guy that everybody wants to say they like but deep down in they really don't like him you know <laughs> do you know what i mean like
0: well he was oh, supposed to do let's the hobbit
1: have, let's have guillermo del toro do a treat, you know do a treatment and do all this stuff and they're like
0: we hey, didn't really
1: like what he came up with so we're gonna bring in this you know those room of writers or whatever yeah so he was the initial draft on it um which fantastic that's intriguing like some pans labyrinth yeah, feel going on done? there yeah that, that could have been interesting. Here's where, mm. um, just to kind of put the two side by side, even though we haven't seen the 23 version yet. The thing that is so wonderful about the ride, the Haunted Mansion, is that you get um, this ride through all of these different scenes and scenarios with memorable characters, right? Right. I, I think that's what sets it apart from like a Pirates of the Caribbean ride. If pre Pirates of the Caribbean movies, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, eh, there's not too many like memorable characters. That it's like stand Rosy.
0: Out. Like there's there's a couple, You've but got, it's 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 yeah. very short. It's very short. It's more scenes like the 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 dog and like stuff like that.
1: Yes, yes, you get this feel, this um, kind of uh, ethos in in Pirates of the Caribbean where. <laughs> One of the things that I love about Haunted Mansion is you get so many memorable characters that when you get off the ride, you're like, oh, the, the hatchet bride. Oh, the, the hatbox ghost. Oh, the the talking, you know, heads. And yep. the talking heads. And you've <clears> got all of these, even just the, the groundskeeper and the dog. You know, you've just got all of these very memorable characters all throughout. This movie, none of the characters are memorable. You have none of that. And you left so many, you know, fun, interesting characters uh, kind of out there that that you could have played off a little bit more.
0: And the ones that they did, like Madame Leota, they butchered.
1: Butchered just so, so poorly.
0: Um, yeah, I just, uh, this movie couldn't
1: get over uh, soon enough for me, but it makes me excited for the 23 version.
0: I it. hope. This is the movie we need, it. Eddie.
1: Yeah, um, I like the idea of, of ride-based franchises. I think, I think they've got a lot of potential. I would love to see another uh, Jungle Cruise with The Rock and Emily Blunt. Like I enjoyed that. I wouldn't say it was like one of my favorites, but I really enjoyed it. I, I would take another one of those. Um, so, yeah.
0: So, it's no wonder that I'm going to give it a one. Me too. One and one makes one, Eddie. Makes us all yeah. losers in this yeah. in this scenario. But that's what happens. You gotta you gotta spend more time with the if you're gonna do an adaptation of something people love, maybe find out why they loved it and just kinda stick kinda add that back in. S- stick to it. But
1: yeah, and cause I gotta say, like uh um you have to uh go back and listen to our Pirates of the Caribbean episode. Um, I think one of the brilliant things again about Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie, is that they weave in the um the moments from the ride, but it doesn't overpower, it doesn't dominate. Like it yep. it, it is so much its own, all the while capturing what the ride is and seamlessly working working it in. Um and this man, your your description there is so perfect. We just kind of duct taped some Haunted Mansion moments in here. And we're like, and we're going to call it Disney's The Haunted Mansion. It is a one. Please don't ever make me watch this movie ever again. And so with that, I would have to say your life has forever been changed
0: by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a five star review or share it with your best friend.
1: You can also check us out at made.com. Yes, we have a website. Uh, you can see our full movie list there as we continue to go through all the Disney movies from 1988 to 2005, including next week as we watch another one of JB's favorite genres. He loves animal movies, folks. So you want to tune in for
0: this as we review The Young Black Stallion. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening. And remember... At Evers and Evers, we want you to be happy forever endeavors.